What's behind the science and inventions that impact our daily lives? Pacific Northwest National Laboratories, pods of science, are the stories of what happens before the breakthrough, before a technology becomes a household name, before the life-saving drug hits pharmacy shelves, before the paper's published. See what happens when great minds meet great challenges. Welcome, I'm your host, Jess Weesey. On today's episode, we'll be talking about a new technology that may give dogs a run for their money. Wondering what we're talking about? Stay tuned to learn more. Floppy-eared sniffer dogs made the news earlier this year as the latest change to security procedures in airports. But in the not-too-distant future, they could be replaced. The replacement is a technology that doesn't require a scratch behind the ear and a treat to do its job. Meet the man behind the tech, Robert Ewing. I like discovering things. I like solving puzzles. I like doing things that that, uh, I don't think are possible or or challenging um, and learning. Robert Ewing is a scientist at PNNL and he's made a discovery that could potentially save lives. I'm Robert Ewing, I'm a research chemist at the Pacific Northwest National Lab. I've been here for about 13 years. Um, I've studied various analytical techniques for detecting trace substances, explosives and drugs are some of those compounds. Um, Ionization chemistry is a part of that, the instrumentation that goes along with that. Those are some of the things that that I do for for fun. So what did Robert discover? He and his team at PNNL developed a technology that's ultra-sensitive. It detects explosive vapors, deadly chemicals, and drugs with unparalleled accuracy, and it works in seconds. The technology really stems from using uh, the detector of mass spectrometer, and that's a way to look at different molecules and understand what mass is there, and from that you can sort of determine the analyte you're, you're looking at. Um, what we did, or one of the challenges was, is the ionization. So for the mass spec to see a, a molecule, you've got to put a charge on there so it can manipulate that charge in an electric field and separate it. And so the ionization process is a, is a way of getting that charge, that electrical charge, onto a, an individual molecule. And that's really where I've, I've spent a lot of my time is understanding the chemistry around how that ionization process works and how to improve upon it. With the commercial mass specs that are out there that are, are pretty sensitive in a part per billion range and stuff, work pretty well. What we did is we discovered that if you increase the amount of time that the ionization process can occur, you can increase the sensitivity. And so the mass spec has a pinhole, bring the ions in from from outside. Um, What we did is we took the ionization source and moved that away from the mass spec. And instead of having a few milliseconds of reaction time, we give it two or three seconds. And that gave us several orders of magnitude increase in sensitivity. This technology could be a game changer for transportation hubs, mail facilities, and other safety and security screening applications like the ones you see in airports. Thanks to Robert's tireless efforts, the system can detect a whole slew of things, including explosive vapors like TNT, toxic chemicals similar to nerve agents, and even illicit drugs like fentanyl, methamphetamine, and cocaine. The most surprising part? Robert thought this was a problem that was unsolvable, but he kept mulling on the idea, and that got him to think about none other than man's best friend. Probably one of the 
the driving force of the aha moments is I've been, always thought that explosive vapor was not um, was a challenge that we probably wouldn't overcome. And dogs yet go out and sniff um, explosives all the time. Well, I've always wondered what dogs really smell. You know, are they smelling the explosive? Or are they smelling the other things that surround that, that are that are higher vapor pressure, more volatile? And I remember I went to a conference um, on explosives detection, and they had a guy who was detecting, showed the detection of RDX. But he talked about his process of how he purified it, cleaned it, then trained his dog and showed it. And I watched the, you know, watched the video of that. I was like, you know, that dog's really seeing the. Like, why can't we do that? And so it was really about a month later. I was in the lab and and said, well, okay, I got all the right tools and I put it all together. And on a Friday afternoon, I made it work. I mean, so at some point it just happened. So how did Robert train this technology to sniff out specific vapors? The answer, selective ionization chemistry. We talk about selective ionization chemistry. When you're detecting vapor at below parts per trillion, parts per quadrillion levels, there's a lot of other things in the room. We try to find selective ionization. So it's kind of like finding a needle in a haystack. You know, how do you do that? You use a magnet, right? The magnet's selective to the needle, the metal, and it ignores the straw. This is the same kind of thing as that's where we spend a lot of our time is in that chemistry is pick the right reactant ions, the ions that you want to analyze your analyte with that will analyze the, the, the materials you're looking for and be kind of uh, invisible to the other, other species. So some examples there, you asked what, what chemicals we look at, you know, explosives was one example. Um, you want to see explosives, but maybe you don't want to see the various hydrocarbons, you know, diesel fuel or gasoline or perfumes or colognes, things like that. And so that's the selectivity part. But for the longest time, detection of certain explosive vapors, like TNT, wasn't possible. The instrumentation just wasn't sensitive enough. Typical instrumentation can see chemical levels in the parts per million and billion range. But many of the explosives out there in the world have very low vapor pressures. They're more like in the low parts per trillion or below. So in air, you've got molecules and stuff floating around. They're always bumping into each other. I mean, there's like 10 to the 11th collisions per second for an, for an atom, for a molecule in air that's occurring. And so to bring those two together, you've got lots and lots of collisions that are probability of, of ionization to occur. And so more time just gives you a higher probability that that, that interaction is going to happen. So now that we can detect things like explosives, what's the future look like? So one of, one of the aspects of this, this equipment, by being able to see vapor detection, it allows you to have non-contact detection. So when you go through an airport, nowadays right, they usually swipe your bag and run it through an instrument looking for explosive residue. This, the ability to see vapor kind of helps remove that contact. So it's a little less invasive. So you can do uh, maybe baggage screening or cargo screening or, or you know, even people when you walk through the, the image, imagers there to be able to look for vapor at the same time. And so really it's taking the next step of, of non-contact, uh, hopefully increasing screening speed, getting people through the airports quicker, and also maybe being a little more thorough in your searches. It's sort of that vision. Um, what we hope to do is be able to take this instrument and work with a smaller mass spec so then you can you know get it in a footprint that's similar to stuff that's in the airport or you can integrate it to x-ray machines or or so forth and so that's kind of what our hope is is to you know take this to the next level get it into a, a smaller more portable size and be able to test it and evaluate it and see see what other challenges need to be fixed we asked robert how it feels to know that he's responsible for a technology that could potentially save lives and he said it's pretty cool 
That is pretty cool. Um, it's challenging too, because what we do doesn't happen overnight. I mean, every now and then you have really good days and there's sometimes months where you struggle to get, make things. So it's a, uh, it's a mix, but it's, it takes a lot of, of determination, um, to find those good, those, those breakthroughs. So while it may not be in your local airport yet, PNNL's vapor detection technology has a bright future, and that's exciting. Thanks for listening to Pods of Science. Want to learn more? Follow us on social media at PNNLAB. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You can also visit our website at pnnl.gov. Thanks for listening.